What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's the longest day of the year, Tony. How long does it feel to you? I'm Tony Kornheiser. Not as long as a college baseball game. How many times Amen. are you going to get bumped for college Amen. baseball, huh? They yeah. apparently I mean, you can the find us, clock. kids. ESPN 12 in the streaming service. Somewhere in the yeah. Ozone, you know? They're seeing Welcome to PTI, and boys and girls. Go away. We will get to Gronk's retirement. Brooks Kepka joining the Saudi tour and the Lightning beating the Avalanche in a moment. But we begin today with Tony Busby, the attorney for 24 massage therapists who filed civil lawsuits against quarterback Deshaun Watson for sexual misconduct, announcing that 20 of those 24 suits have been settled, four remain. Grand juries have declined to prosecute Watson criminally. The NFL is investigating the accusations, and Mark Maskey of The Washington Post reported that the league is seeking a significant suspension for Watson. Wilbon, what, if anything, does this change? Tony, I don't know that it changes anything. The league was looking at a pretty stiff penalty for Watson already. I don't know that this news changes that. They're meeting, they say, independently, and they'll come up with uh, a penalty presumably by the start of training camp, which is in most cases about a month from now. So I think we're still waiting on that, Tony. What does the league think of all that it has gathered, all the information it has gathered over the recent weeks and months? It's been going along, going on for a long time. And so the question to me seems to be, well, okay, how long is Watson going to go away for? Four weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, a season? Like what does the league think that its punishment should be? What does the league think fits? And so I don't know that these, I, I don't know that, that the settlements affect that thinking at all in New York. So, so my feeling is if it has a direct effect, it has a direct effect on the timeline as to when he will get back on the field. Four lawsuits isn't nearly as many as 24 lawsuits. Now, right. I think most people will probably look at this and they'll say, by settling these lawsuits, that's an admission of guilt. But I also think that it sets up an appeal for Watson, that however long the suspension is, there will be an appeal. And I am now thinking that he will not be out of football for more than this coming season, and he might even play this coming season. Watson, I believe, signed a $230 million guaranteed contract so even if he were to pay people as much as $3 million per lawsuit, he would still have plenty of money, in my opinion. And I don't know how, I don't know how the next four lawsuits will work out. But, Mike, I think if 20 of 24 are settled, one can wonder, might all the lawsuits be settled? And if they are all settled, I think that casts it in a different way. I suspect, Mike, that Watson and his attorney... Um, said, what can we do to get out of this? And they may be able to get out now without having to say the following sentences. I did this and I'm sorry. They may get out with contributions to organizations or pledging themselves to women's groups, something like that. He may actually not have to speak directly to this issue. And, and, but I do think most people, Mike, and I'm sure you'd feel as well, that when you settle all these lawsuits, it feels like an admission of guilt. Well, it feels like an admission of something. Uh, of something. I, I, I won't use the word guilt, but of something. And, Tony, again, 
the league is not, I, I guess, predisposed to only looking at the settlements. I mean, the league's got a lot more information at its disposal right. with which to make That's this right. call on how long to suspend him. So, I, you know what? I, I, I'm, not, I'm not inclined to speculate on how many games and months or weeks that he may miss. But if he doesn't miss something, Tony, there's going to be outcry. And so we're just sitting here waiting on how much time that's going to be, to me. Let's move to the Stanley Cup final. The Tampa Bay Lightning got their first win after dropping two in Colorado to the Avalanche. The Lightning did not score first, but they did score six of the next seven. Andre Vasilevsky looked like himself again. Tone, when the Lightning won at home after falling down two games to none to the Rangers, Ryan McDonough called that series changing. Do you see this win similarly? Well, sort of, except had Colorado won this game, I would have called it series ending. That's what I would have called it. And now I think that game four is series changing, whichever way it flips. And Tampa Bay is probably feeling really good about what happened. They went down again, one nothing early, as they do all the time. But by the end of the first period, when I was watching, it was 2-1. And then they began to pour it on. Mike, you'd have to be crazy not to think Tampa Bay can win this series. Of course they can win this series. But if Colorado were to win the next game and go home 3-1 at a place where they just scored seven goals, I think they would win it there. And if Tampa Bay were to win it and get to 2-2, I'm not going to be surprised if they win four in a row. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, Tony, I I just – what intrigued me was the difference in the style of play from Tampa. They understood they had to change something. They understood they were being outskated. They were being beaten to the punch. And defensively, including, you know, blocking shots, they got much more involved in that game, even though they were down one nothing, as you say. Vasilevsky made 37 saves and 39, 39 shots against him. And so I think they've discovered something. I mean, Tampa Bay's not stupid. They know this wasn't, can't just be a one-off. They got to come out and do something very similarly in game four to even this series. No, they don't want to go down 3-1 with Colorado having that home ice advantage. Right. But, Tone, if they were able to find something to neutralize the speed advantage that the Avalanche clearly has, then this series is on. And to me, we're looking at six or seven games And that would be spectacular for this championship. They win in different ways. Uh, Tampa Bay wins with a great goaltender. And Colorado wins by pouring 40 pucks on the net and hoping that four or five or six get in. We move now to a report that Brooks Kepka will be going to the Saudi tour. That tour will play its first American event next week in Oregon. Kepka is a four-time major champion, two U.S. Opens, two PGAs. He's currently ranked 19th in the world and he last won a tournament 16 months ago at the Waste Management. Well, Bon, how big a blow is this to the PGA Tour? Well, Tone, just Brooks Kepka is not that big a blow. But as I've been saying, and I, I, your tone to me when we talk about this on the phone on Sundays, which we do all the time, just so people understand, it's not just the show where we talk about this. You, you, you seem to not think there's going to be this great migration, and I think that's possible. It, it's the accumulation, Tone. It's not Kepka. It's not Ustazen. It's the accumulation of players of consequence, stars on Sunday that people recognize. And Kepka, with those four majors and his sort of the physique and his, his prowess, he's a recognizable figure. And I think the migration, yes. I think, is greater than you think it's yes. going to be. Because, Tone, eight out of the top 50, that's a dent. 
16 out of the top 50 is an enormous debt. And the PGA is reacting already because they're going to come up. They're coming up with these extra events they're going to put on in the fall and create some more money. That's a direct reaction to live. The question is, could they have gotten this done by picking up the phone earlier and cooperation? And I'm not saying they should cooperate with the Saudis. I'm not. I'm just saying they could have done this and not lost all these players who are migrating. But, Tone, I think it is going to be a big deal by the time all is said and done because I don't think people are going to say no to this much money. So let me, let me just answer the question directly. Every time someone who is a major champion under the age of 40 goes to the Saudi tour, that is a blow to the PGA tour. So now there's Kepka and DeChambeau, right, and... And Patrick Reed and Dustin Johnson, they're all major winners, though none are in the top 10 right now, but they're all major winners. You can sell them and use them to get a television contract. Kepka by himself is not that big a deal. First of all, everybody knew he was going to go. His brother's playing on that tour. And his performance in his press conference before the U.S. Open, when he was whining about the fact that people were looking at a legitimate news story about the fracturing of the golf tour indicated that he was going to go. He's not a particularly popular guy. I've always found him frosty and sort of an egomaniac. But, Mike, every one of these good players, especially American good players, the PGA dies by a thousand cuts. And that's why, as you say, they are coming back with no cut events and more money. Big because money, if more you money. are allowed to play in all the majors, people will take the Saudi money, and it is an unlimited barrel of money, and it gets yeah. them where they want into sports washing. It does. This is going to go on for a while. It's going to go on. Let's take a break. Coming up, should the Avalanche go back to goalie Darcy Kemper for game four? We're going to ask former NHL goalie Kevin Weeks. Weeksy. And later. Gronk, your boy, announces once yeah, again boy. he is retiring from the NFL. You love Gronk, but I do. is he really done? Hall of Famer. Is he really done? You know, Mike, he and Kepka, it's a different he and television kind of show. Similar, aren't they? The Saudi tour is a different television show. They can't guarantee it ends on 18. Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live La Vida Maspina. Part of Happy Hour. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today.
Vivid Seats. Experience it live. You are watching Pardon the Interruption, presented by Corona Extra, part of Happy Hour. In a story we broke in our opening segment, the Lightning beat the Avalanche last night and are now down just two games to one, which makes it a perfect time to bring in ESPN hockey analyst, former NHL goalie, making his PTI debut after calling us curmudgeons in the break. Mr. <laughs> Kevin Weeks, pressure on him. Pressure on him. Let's start with this. After the 7-0 loss in game two, the Lightning admitted they had hung Andre Vasilevsky out to dry. What changes did you see in game three? What did they make that helped them win last night? Tony, how are you going to do me like that off the top? I would say this. Uh, the biggest thing for me and the changes they made last night were defensively. Defensively, their commitment looked like Tampa Bay Lightning. There were some other players in game one and two wearing their sweaters, and it wasn't them. But this was their A game back here at Amelie Arena in Tampa. Defensively, they were a lot better. They blocked a lot of shots in this game. They were in much better defensive positions. They were able to exit their defensive zone quicker than they were in games one and two combined. Quick passage, close support. And if there are no direct plays, indirect plays, either off the boards or uh, some loft wedges that they were able to chip up and over the coverage. So I thought defensively they were much, much better. They looked very much like themselves. And of course, Andre Vasilevsky was money last night in game three. Well, on the other hand, Kevin, as you know, the Avs pulled Darcy Kemper last night. So what would you do now mm. if you're Jared Bednar? Do you go back to him for game four? And is that an easy call? It's not an easy call. He's probably going to be at Burns Steakhouse. I might see him later. He might be mulling this decision over a glass or two of red and maybe a filet mignon. I don't know. But if I'm him, I go back to Darcy Kemper. I'm going to tell you why. He's the guy that brought them there. He's the dude. He's the one. Now, Pavel Francouz has played exceptionally well. He's 6-0 in the postseason after Darcy Kemper had been injured. But if I'm Jared Bednar, my hunch is, is that I go back to Darcy Kemper for game four. That leash might be a little tight. In game four, it might be a two-goal leash, but I'd roll back to Darcy Kemper in game four for the start. All right, you know this position. You played it. Before a game, do you have any idea whether you've got it that night or not? Do you need a few minutes in goal? Do you need to be when, – when do you know, I'm in trouble or I'm crushing it tonight, I'm, I'm on? That's a great – you're the first person to ask me that. There are nights when – I knew the night before, I had it. The day of, I had it. Right up to the game, I had it. And the opposite is also true. There are other nights where you go through your whole routine, your whole preparation, you're in your mindset, you're doing all the things that the great Tim Grover talks about, and you get out there, and all of a sudden it feels like you're allergic to the puck. That's just the way it goes sometimes. But this is, right now, the biggest stage in the world. You guys know there's nothing like the Stanley Cup Final and the Stanley Cup playoffs. I've got friends in every league, and I watch them all. But it's really unique to be a goalie in the Stanley Cup playoffs, let alone the Stanley Cup final. And I'm telling you, for either team, for Andre Vasilevsky, who's a future Hall of Fame lock for me anyway, at this young age of 27, or if you're Darcy Kemper and pa Pavel Francouz, it's the first team to four Ws. You gotta stay locked in, you gotta be dialed in. This is a unique opportunity. You never know if under when you get back here. I will get you out of here on this, but first let me say very well played on the Burns Steakhouse reference. 
Very well done. <laughs> Hope they copy yeah. with a steak. Makes me very happy. Here's a question. Nikita Kucherov left last night's yeah. game in the third period after a cross-check by Colorado's Devin Taves. Lightning defenseman Victor Hedman called it, quote, a dangerous play. Did you see it that way as a dangerous play? I thought it was a bit of a dangerous play, yes. And I, I'm a huge fan of Devon Taves. I think he's great. Uh, really a 1A defenseman to kill McCarr for the Avalanche. I thought it was a little bit reckless, if we can say. A touch irresponsible. And that's very uncharacteristic of him because he's such a clean player. Now, Nikita Kucherov is the first player with 25-plus points in three straight Stanley Cup playoff runs since the great Wayne Gretzky. That's how great Kucherov is and what he means to this Tampa Bay Lightning team. I'm curious to see if he can go. He's been able to overcome injuries the last several years. I'm curious to see, but it's going to really come down to the medical staff of the Tampa Bay Lightning who were so busy, as you saw last night, in trying to get their players, their walking wounded, back into the lineup. So if Kucherov can play, that swings the balance for Tampa, especially on their power play, which I think uh, he's one of the best players in the world. So that's a TBD game-time decision for head coach John Cooper. Hey, Kevin, that was great. That was great. Oh, thank Thanks you. very much. Much appreciated. Much thank the you. curmudgeons love thank having you, you. Are you kidding me? That's, that's, that's right. <laughs> then we give them three different Where curmudgeons on the way out. Three we out of three it. and a half. We Let's take it. one last break. Still to come, will Tom Brady talk your boy Gronk into playing again? Oh, God. Again. More of that drama. More of that drama. Yep. And Serena yep. returns to the court. You don't need a last name. Serena and court. She returns. Well, you don't need first names. Gronk. Everybody knows who he is. No, that's you true. That. You don't. You, you ever don't been to Burns that. Steakhouse, Wilbon? Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live La Vida Maspina. Part of Happy Hour. Happy time, people. Happy 66th birthday, Rick Sutcliffe. Sutcliffe was a right-handed workhorse starter for five different teams over 18 Major League seasons. He was a three-time All-Star. He won the Cy Young with the Cubs in 1984. In his career, Sutcliffe was 171 and 139 with a 408 ERA, and he's quite good as a broadcast analyst. On a personal note, I covered the first game ever at Camden Yards, April 6, 1992. Sutcliffe was on the mound for the Orioles, facing one of his former teams, Cleveland. 
Sutcliffe was a sports columnist's best friend. He went all nine innings, the Orioles won two nothing, and Sutcliffe got me to my typewriter in two hours and two minutes. So we've had a lot of great pitchers on the Cubbies, but when Sutcliffe had that 1984 season when he was traded over and led the Cubs to the first postseason since 1945, that's the best, I think, single season a Cub pitcher has had. And it was magical. And then, of course, we got, you know, eliminated by the Padres. Padres. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, Atlanta Hawks and Dallas Mavericks. On this day four years ago, the two franchises traded the first-round picks they made in the NBA draft just minutes before. The Hawks had drafted Luka Doncic at number three. Mavericks had drafted Trey Young at number five. Atlanta also received a first-round pick in the 2019 draft, which they used to get Cam Reddish. Both Doncic and Young became all-stars. Both are acknowledged leaders. Young took the Hawks to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Doncic took the Mavs to the Western Conference Finals this year. Now, I don't think it's a coin flip. I'd have kept Doncic, but Young is a much better player than you thought, Wilbon. A whole lot better, Tone. I've apologized a million times on this show. I apologize to him. He's a, he is entertaining. He is every – if you talk about entertainment factor, I'm going to go Don. I'm going to go Trey Young over Doncic. But who wouldn't really? take either one of them? Who wouldn't take either yeah. one? I'd take Doncic first, but I'm just – Happy Trails, Nick Faldo, the six-time major champion today, announced his intention to retire after 16 years as the lead analyst in the CBS golf booth sitting next to Jim Nance. Faldo will be replaced by Trevor Immelman, who won the 2008 Masters, his only major. Faldo, 64, won 42 times internationally and in the U.S. He won three Masters, three British Opens, number one in the world for a total of 97 weeks, and he was knighted by Queen Elizabeth. Faldo said he plans to settle down on his farm in Montana and spend a lot of time fishing. He spent most of his life on golf courses and airports and hotels, though you wonder if his old rival Greg Norman could tempt him to announce the Saudi tour if they land a big TV contract. Let me tell you something. That'd be a hell of a loss for golf to not have Nick Faldo, who I love to listen to. And if he's offered like five years, $100 million, like some of these broadcast things are in football and other places, Faldo's going to stay in Montana and not cash that in? I don't know. I'm just saying. One omission and apparent happy trails to Rob Gronkowski, who announced this oh, afternoon please. he's retiring from the NFL. Now, he retired please. once before, but came back after one season away to join Tom Brady in the Bucks. Gronk's agent Drew Rosenhaus told Adam Schefter of ESPN, quote, it would not surprise me if Tom Brady calls him during the season to come back and Rob answers the call, unquote. Oh, More Gronk, that's the so way I look at it. Worthless. Let's go to the big finish. Here we go. Let's do it. Pirates rookie shortstop O'Neal Cruz had the fastest throw by an infielder this season in his season debut. Your reaction? Everything this kid does seems to be big. Hits it hard, throws it hard. I, I guess he's going to be worth watching for a while. The Yanks are the first team to 50 wins. Is that significant, Tony? Only when you compare them to the 27 Yankees. They're ahead of the 27 Yankees. Hello? Yeah. Serena yep. returned to the court for a doubles match at Eastbourne today. Is that a big deal? That's the warm-up. You want to see Serena at Wimbledon. This is the warm-up. She's coming. That is where that's must-see TV. U.S. Open runner-up Will Zalatoris withdrew from this week's Travelers. You disappointed? Well, I'm sure the fans there are disappointed. My guess, Mike, is that actually he is mentally fried after what happened over the week. You know what? Not physically. But mentally so. fried. Last one, Mike yeah. D'Antoni. 
is meeting with Michael Jordan about the Hornets head coaching job today. Do you think that's a good fit? I, I love the both mics, but no. Not unless he's bringing Buddy Ryan with him. What's he going to do about defense? And Michael Jordan is the greatest defensive player of all time. I don't know. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the podcast on the app or Apple Podcasts. And now, your sports center. What if they brought Rex Ryan? <laughs>